Welcome to Electricians Unfiltered. We do not have a guest, it's just us three tonight, and we're going to talk about whatever we want tonight. Craig, um, we're talking about your car earlier. Listen, have you seen Craig's car? Oh man, I don't like this. I fucking no, don't. come on, we've got to talk about this car. Oh, Honestly, his car is sweet. He's got what a car um, is it? What, what car is it? So it's an X5 hybrid. <gasps> Put, so you know they made them. It's not long out. It's not long on the market. So it's someone's doing well. No, see, so this is why I don't like this. It's actually saving me money. It's genuinely it's saving me over four thousand pound a year on company car tax. But this is why, and, and I got a truck for this reason. Yeah, yeah. A separate company vehicle because it all I'm end up doing is paying more tax, more tax, more tax. When you've got assets against the business, you've exactly. then got a use of another vehicle and it also helps you out as well. So it makes but like I spoke to my accountant about it all, and he was like, This is the correct thing to do. So, the, so, so yeah. there was there was a couple of cars that it, it could have ticked all the boxes, so it needed to be big, needed to tow. So there was the Tesla Model X. Uh, the X5 45e or the new Merc GLE hybrid, they were all in a category where there was no company car tax or very little, like £160 for the BMW and the Merc and nothing for the Tesla. The, all the other electric cars didn't have the right range and just didn't fit all the bill. So they were the three cars. That, so I couldn't get one. And then all of a sudden, Arnold Clark, that NX5, come up with Arnold Clark and managed to get it. So the payments are a, few, a good few hundred a month, but I am paying no company car tax whatsoever. Where I was paying on my last car nearly £600 a month in company car tax. Wow. Personally. So I am, I am saving that by this vehicle. So it is basically... It's lovely. Awesome, it's- it is. That is it nice. is lovely. It's a lovely vehicle to look at. So I've put the kit on it. I've put the kit on it and wheels and stuff like that to make it look like one of my nice. cars. A bit like yours, a bit. I mean, I've made it look like my car. Yeah. That's what I did with the truck. I wanted to put some fatter tyres on it. I wanted the Ford grill. I wanted to put the stuff in the back and put a piece of your own on it so it sort of matches my van a little bit. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, Craig, I've got a question for you. Um... Not many people know about your history. We'll glide over it a little bit. You spent some time in um, Afghan. Yep. Not as a soldier, but as a private contractor doing a number of different jobs. And we'll touch on that another time. Um, what do you feel about the, the, the pullout in, in Afghanistan? Do you know, like, it's horrible to see because there's, there's, um, there's individuals that are people that, like, it's their country and they want to live the way they are. And um, like Afghanis, the Afghanis don't want to be ruled by the Taliban. And but they also didn't want to be like um dictated to by the Western countries. So if do you know it's so difficult to talk about it because a lot of my friends are Afghan, they're Afghanis and yeah. really, really nice people and they're really, really, are really, really nice people. And it's a shame what's going on. But at the same time, if you remember when we were at war there and we were here, like everybody in the UK wanted us out. Everybody in America kind of wanted us out. They said that we shouldn't be there. The Afghanis didn't want us there. And then when we have come out, um, 
we've left we've left this bad destruction now, and it's just really really sad. No, I was just interested to get your your take on it because I know nothing about it, nothing at all. Insane. I'm not even going to offer an opinion. So but... I, I mean, I mean, I, do you know the Taliban are getting money from other countries? Like that's the gist of it. Um, there's the stuff in the stuff in Afghanistan that I don't think any of us will understand, but there's like a lot of money there that's untouched. Yeah, I have heard that. Like you, you've got the CIA on one side, you've got the uh, the Russians on one side. And you've got China as well. China, and China the... just dropping mad money in there, and yeah. there's no one more powerful. Like you've got your America at the moment, but you really there's no one so more. What's powerful this all over? Oil? Is, it, is that what it is? Well, it's oil there. No, do you know what? There's a lot of mineral in the ground. There's a lot of minerals. Yeah, like raw materials. Um, Lithium. Yeah, there's 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 lots of minerals there, and basically the Afghanis, a lot of them, don't really know what they have, and they're fighting for their land. It's basically they're using religion to use it as a sheep mentality to keep everybody together, but the the other countries are feeding the Taliban with money to basically take over. And when to take over, it'll be easy. I think it'll be easier for them or the or the so-called enemies to then reap the rewards. Where before it's been different. It's crazy, and I don't want to get too deep into it. I just, I just wonder what your what your take on it was. Now, I just think, I just think it's very sad from being in that situation, being over there and seeing actual genuine people. Like you've got, it's not just Afghan people. There's a lot of British people there that are maybe Afghan. Like we're Afghan, they're now British. They've went over to see people, and they're stuck there. Like you can't just get a flight home. You can't. No. And the. I mean, imagine you imagine right now that something like a terrorist or organisation was sweeping through your village, and you're trying to get out the other end, and there's nowhere to go. Like, how would it feel? Like, and it's not just that. It's fifty degrees heat there with no running cold water. There's, there's no shops open. Nobody's going to nobody's going to work to get fuel, to make sure there's fuel in petrol stations, to make sure there's food, to make sure the farms are done. Everyone's fleeing. It's hot. See, when you see it, see when you're actual in that situation, you see it, it is horrible. Like, it is actual horrible. People talk about having anxiety and stress and worry. But imagine taking everything that you have away from you and literally, you are there with nothing at all. So the, the the desperation of of the, the the mother chucking her baby over the barbed wire fence to get to well, the truth. I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. That's too much for me. I can't talk about it's, it. It was just, and I saw that, and I didn't want to read too much into it because the, the, she is that terrified, not only for her life and and the baby, but she's willing just to to do that. In hopes that her child can have a better life, just it's 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 heartbreaking. That is the thing, is like we will never understand. I I mean, even though I've been there, I don't really understand what it's all about. Like, there's so many conspiracies, there's so many things back forward. It's just sad that it's that we're using people's lives to try and it's all about money. It's all about money. The whole world's all about money, and, and and all these things that happen, and it's just it's just sad. Unfortunately, yeah. said. Now, not to make light of that or anything, I want to move on from it because it's yeah. such a heavy subject, and As... I don't want to bring you guys down or anything like that. Um, 
But it's really interesting to have your opinion, Craig, because you're quite a rare person in terms of being out there. You're probably less than, I don't know, 100,000 in this country that have been to Afghan and done what you've done. Um, it's it's a subject that I wanted to get your opinion on, but I, I'm, I don't I'm want to delve too deep into it. Yeah, no, because it is so. You don't know. I, I mean, this is just coming out of the blue. It's not that it's coming out of the blue. It's been manifesting, but it's just it's a bit of a shock how quickly it's happening. If that makes sense. I think they've ballsed it up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, moving on swiftly in the nicest possible way. Nick, yes. why are you sitting there like you all bust up? His back's on. I've done my back in. Go on, let's explain the back situation. There's not a lot to tell. I was hammering some posts and to connect to a temporary outside socket and just jarred my back. It goes once a year and it's the worst one ever. I went to the doctors the next day, which I've never done before. My other half was like, you have to, because I, I couldn't walk. I don't to like pretty much take everything to the van. And I had to like sit hunched over, drive all the way home. And it was about an hour on the way home. Got in almost to the point where I couldn't look up, lay in bed, painkillered up. And then I had to go to doctors the next day and said, so told us I have a month off work, uh, no rest. But obviously I was on holiday the next day. So I thought, oh, that's all right, then I'll just chill out. And it's now been two and a half weeks, and I'm in exactly the amount of pain that I was the day it happened. Do you know what's funny though? Is when you're talking, I can hear when you're moving slightly, and you're going, <laughs> "Mate, it's, and my painkillers are like the painkillers are wearing off constantly. Like I'm, been, I went to work today, but I didn't take anything other than paracetamol to drive because after stuff I'm on, you're not allowed to drive with. No. Uh, it can't, it can't, are they saying it's muscle, or is it saying it's like? They said I tore the muscle. That's well. They said I tore the muscle that's joined to the bottom half, the left of my spine. But I've pulled muscles and torn muscles and played rugby and gone to the gym my entire life. Yeah. And a pulled muscle for me, if I severely pulled it, a week and a half, I'm all right. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm getting there. Better, yeah. But this is just something else to the point where I am struggle like sitting down and going to the toilet. I can't even wash my feet in the shower. I can't pull. I can't lift my feet up. And it's just now to the point, like, I'm, I've got physio tomorrow for the first time ever, but I don't know what, what they're going to make me do. Oh, can you do this exercise? No. No, yeah. I can't. Oh, now, can you do this stretch? No, I can't. So, believe so it I don't know where to go with it. So, a long time ago, now, it's come out since that chiropractic is complete nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, years ago when I was in great shape, not like I am now fat and, you know, useless, but I was in great shape at one point and I was really into um, squats. And what, what I'd done is I'd pulled my back so bad that it would be half okay to walk around, but then suddenly I would take too much of a step. Hmm. Bam. It'd be like lightning strike down my back into the bottom of my back and I'd fall on the floor. And I'd be like, oh, I'm on the floor, help me up. Anyway, I was so bad, I, I booked an appointment at a chiropractor. I didn't know any better. And I went down there and I hobbled in. I hobbled in. Like, I got in there and he punched about with my back. He clicked it, clicked it, bop, 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 bop. And before I knew it, I walked out and I was like, I'm actually, I'm actually sweet. Mm. 
have you thought so you've never gone that? to a car yeah no one thing i don't want to make it worse um yeah. but my other half's convinced it's either a trapped nerve or i think i might end up having to go for a was it mri just in case I've, I've slipped a disc and the that's what i think I remember somebody telling us it's like your spine is like this, but there's like wee rubber bits in between it. And sometimes they move, so then it's just bone to bone. And that's just severe pain. Just agony. I can take pain. I've always been all right with it, but it's come to the point now where like sitting sitting down like this is killing me because all I'm doing as I'm sitting down, I'm putting pressure in the bottom of my spine where it hurts the most. If I'm stood up, I'm all right. Or if I'm leaning forward and taking the weight off my back, I'm all right. If I'm lying down. I sort of have bring you know when you bring your knees up in bed and it, it takes the arch out your back. Yeah, yeah. Fine. The moment I sit like this, the weight is then compressing round the back. And I literally I could sit. And I, early on, I got back from work and I sat down after because we're driving to Dave's house is an hour and fifty minutes. Get out of the van. I just I could have just cried as I walked in the house. I was just like, I just wanted to stop. And now really. I look, we're at work this week, but it's all tiny, pearly little jobs that Adam's just going to be doing. I'm just going to be stood on his shoulder. And then I'm meant to be starting to rewire next week. And I think I'm going to have to cancel it. But I just can't do anything. This is this is how I feel. Sometimes it's bad. But see, when I was self-employed and you weren't, you really unwell. Like, uh, sorry to have my cold, but see if you really damaged your knee or something. Like, your income, you're, you're snooker, aren't you, really? Like, unless you've got money taking over and I said but your clients mm. realise that that why instead of being like £25 an hour you're £35 like you've got to cover your, your all this if something goes wrong do you know what I mean and this is what I, I've done actually done I filmed a video before when on holiday um, talking about it when it was still fresh and it was still pain like a lot of pain just from sitting or standing or anything talking about it i've got insurances but they don't cook in you, you have to be off work for more than a for month three months, actually, sh- it's three months is it not till it kicks oh, in I, th- I think my one's just the one i pay for is one month one but month. even that it's a month's wages gone and i'm financially stable if i have to have a month of work it's fine it is what it is i've got to pay adam's wages it is what it is but you can see this where it turns from, oh, it's just a month off work, and me again, I'll go back to work after two weeks, it'll be fine, to then do more damage, or let's say I've done a disc in, and you could be off work for eight months. I know. Like, properly. Like, and I'm only, I'm, I'm heavy. I know I am. I'm nearly 18 stone now. I'm, I'm a big guy, but it's a lot of weight on a on a on your muscle that you've pulled out. And it, well, the only thing was, I didn't even pick anything up. It was literally a lump hammer and a piece of wood doing that. And, oh, it's just, it's horrible. I wouldn't this wish is, this on anyone. These are very real problems that um, self-employed, small company sparks will come across, like yeah. injuring yourself, which means that you can't continue jobs that you've got your apprentices on. Yeah. It's a real problem. The only the only bonus I've got is because I can still drive, as long as I don't take all the meds, and I can still supervise. Adam's more than capable of doing everything I can do now. I can yep. just stand there in the background with my iPad and watch and film. And that's what I'm doing on Wednesday. We're doing it in the ICR. He's going to be using the new TIS Pro. I'm just going to sit in the background, record, and have a bit of a chat with him. Simple as that. Go home and sod all that day, really, for what we're going to do. But it's, it's, I'd get, I'd, I think I'd be even worse, like I said on the podcast earlier, if I was sat at home doing nothing. I think my back would still hurt, but mentally I'd, I'd start degrading as well do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it wouldn't do me a world of good it wouldn't do me any good 
the worst thing I can do is have too long off work before I start yeah. becoming a absolute div. Yeah. Uh, you totally, you totally, um, you just lose all momentum, don't you? You do. Do you know, that's the biggest thing during lockdown. Um, going into lockdown, I had so much momentum and then <clears throat> lockdown completely took it away. And I think so, that was... Took the life out of you. Uh, well, yeah. Do you know, I, I, I don't want to talk too much, not about it, but I, I lost a wee bit of momentum at the start of lockdown and then I totally changed my mindset and went, I'm going to push really, really big because I thought there's going to be opportunities that people are not going to go out. You're going to push on the marketing to go after what we want to do. I tried. I tried. And, and do you know what? Um, for what I was doing... I miss the mark. I really did. I really had such a lockdown. Was, I think that, was bad. The commercial industrial, the commercial industrial, took a big downturn. Where domestic took a massive increase. Well, do you know what? You're not wrong when you say that because a lot of people in the domestic sector, they were booming. Like Nick, well, you we, were, yeah, we were so busy after, after the, the first, first lockdown. But I've I've took a I've took a pure lull now because we were so rammed right through, and now everything's opened again. We can't handle what's in front of us, and we've got vans breaking down. We've got people going off on holiday now. We've got people off on sick. I, I'm now hitting challenges that weren't challenges through COVID. COVID was easier for us than what it is yeah. now. I think I think. I think it was easier in some respects and harder in other respects. Yeah, yeah, totally so, different. Certainly for like um, your your um, domestic sparks, that everyone that I know who was a domestic spark done really well during COVID. Yeah, because they was just getting like in people had money to work. spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they can go on holiday and all the money. Kitchens that, needing done, bathrooms. Yeah, that, that holiday money was being spent on doing up houses. Yeah, and then. And buying buying property, people were buying rental properties with their money. Yeah, rent yeah. Out. And then you had then you had like the commercial and industrial sector was ticking over, but it wasn't doing great. So the yeah. money weren't great, the the work wasn't great, and the conditions weren't. Um and then but for me personally, going into lockdown, I had some mad momentum on other stuff. Yeah. And then actually what happened was that momentum completely died off and all I could rely on was my commercial and industrial stuff. And that was rough. It was rough. Yeah. But anyway, welcome to the Downer podcast. Uh, <laughs> on the upside, we're going to finish now. Um, yeah. Um, Monday Club Unfiltered, we're out.